It's time to talk about vacation. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I recently went on a trip to the East Coast with my family. I flew in from my current home in San Francisco, and they flew in from the family home in the Netherlands, so we literally met in the middle of each location. I hadn't seen my family since I moved to California over seven months ago, so in October of 2021, so as you can imagine, it was truly special getting to see them again. Nevertheless, the two weeks I spent on vacation with my family was not all sunshine and rainbows. Traveling is stressful for anyone, but it is especially challenging for autistic individuals. And if you add the struggles that come with disordered eating onto that, I mean, going on vacation can be more of a nightmare than a fun getaway. But you deserve a fun getaway, which is why in this episode, I'm going to give you an extensive recap of my trip, sharing how I prepared, challenges I faced, and everything I learned so that you can use my experience as a tool to fully enjoy your next vacation. If you do take anything away from this episode, please, please, please screenshot you listening to this, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at livelabelfree. The only way this podcast can grow is through you sharing it organically, and I believe the topics I do share around autism, eating disorders, and overall mental health are too important to be kept from the rest of the world. So with that said, let's dive into all things vacation and traveling as an autistic person in eating disorder recovery. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. I want to start off this episode by sharing the overall context of my family trip because for me personally, I can only even begin to comprehend anything I learn when I have a clear sense of the context. First of all, who exactly did I travel with? I traveled with my mom, my two sisters, and the boyfriend of my middle sister. If you're wondering about my dad, he didn't come along because my parents are divorced and are certainly not on very good terms. Some of you may know I am currently writing a book and family dynamics is definitely a huge concept that I will weave throughout my story, but I digress. Back to this story. So my mom, sisters, and the boyfriend arrived in New York around the same time I did, with three nights in New York being the first stop on the itinerary. From here, we'd be driving to New Jersey for two nights, Philadelphia for three nights, and then ending with Boston for three nights. 
My mom had booked Airbnbs in all of these places, which I will always recommend over hotels because not only is Airbnb cheaper, but you have way more space and you of course have your own kitchen. Speaking of kitchens, one very important way in which I prepared for this trip was packing lots of my staple foods. I did share what I was bringing on my Insta stories before I left, so be sure to follow me at Live label free for daily value and to get a behind the scenes look on my everyday life. As an autistic person myself who has fully recovered from an eating disorder, I know like no one else that having access to certain foods is one of the most important parts of my daily routine and overall lifestyle. This is also one of those parts of recovery that I believe is unique to autistic individuals in that having very specific food preferences, aka safe foods, can simply be an autistic trait and does not necessarily have to mean you are engaging in disordered eating behavior. Of course, this nuance can also make it difficult to know when a behavior is coming from the autism or coming from the eating disorder. And for this, my solution is always asking yourself what your intention is. As humans, we either act from a place of love or from a place of fear. In the case of bringing specific foods, I was acting from a place of love because I know my body and what type of nourishment allows me to feel my best. Some of these items include new zest protein powder, collagen powder, super coffee, oats, gluten-free flours, and cacao powder to make mug cakes, nuts and nut butters, dark chocolate, and protein bars for quick snacks. These are all things I seriously cannot live without, so by packing them, I was also acting out of love for my bank account. I mean, I was not about to spend money on buying things and ordering things I literally already had fully stocked in my own kitchen. I want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about a product I seriously cannot go a day without, and that is New Zest Clean Lean Protein. If you follow me on Instagram at livelabelfree, you know my love for New Zest runs deep. And here's why. New Zest has succeeded in creating a plant-based protein that's made from only the highest quality ingredients, has the smoothest texture, and tastes absolutely amazing. They have an incredible range of flavors, each of which has pea protein as the core ingredient. And not just any pea protein, get this, pea protein made from premium European golden peas that have been grown in the rich soils of northern France and processed in Belgium using a patented water-based technique that results in a silky smooth texture. So you can say goodbye to vegan protein powders that are gritty and taste like grass mixed with dog poop. All jokes aside, Clean Lean Protein by Newsest is free of all common allergens like gluten, soy, and dairy, and also contains zero artificial flavors, sweeteners, 
or additives. And did I mention it tastes absolutely delicious? Whether you follow a plant-based diet, love being active, struggle with gut health, or just want to improve your overall quality of life, Newsust Clean Lean Protein is a must-have in your kitchen. When it comes to flavors, I always find it so hard to choose, but my personal three favorites are the Just Natural, the Probiotic Vanilla, and the Probiotic Cacao. As an autistic person who is fully recovered from an eating disorder, gut health is a top priority of mine, which is why I love that the two probiotic flavors have added probiotics to aid in a healthy digestion. Because let's be honest, no one likes to feel bloated or stopped up. We do, however, like to be stocked up on New Zest, which is why I am so excited to be giving you, my dear listener, a whopping 25% off on New Zest's entire website when you use my code LIVEFREE25 at checkout. Simply head over to newzest-usa.com, so that's spelled nuzest usa.com and use my code livefree25 spelled l-i-v-f-r-e-e-2-5 to get 25% off any and all Newsus products of your choosing. I guarantee you will love Newsus as much as I do and the best part is even if you don't, Newsus will give you a full refund no questions asked. So seriously, you have nothing to lose. Now, let's get back to the episode. Now, if my intention behind packing these foods would be coming from a place of fear, so if I was packing them simply because I didn't ever want to eat out with my family due to unknown calories or whatever, that would most likely be coming from the eating disorder, not my autism. So again, in order to determine whether your action is coming from the autism or the eating disorder, ask yourself what your intention is. This is a huge part of the work I do in one-on-one coaching with my clients as well. So head over to my website, livelabelfree.com, if you are interested in learning more about working with me. So now that I've shared a bit about packing food for your stay, let's talk about what to pack for your flight. Not only did I pack lots of staple ingredients in my suitcase for the actual duration of the trip, but I also made sure to bring a fully loaded lunchbox for my travel days. And when I say fully loaded, I mean multiple meals and an amount of snacks I knew I would never even be able to finish in one day. I don't know about you, but any kind of travel that involves airports or planes gives me so much anxiety. There is so much unpredictability from how long you're going to have to wait to go through the security or whether or not they're going to check your bag or how long of a walk it's going to be to your gate. The list goes on. These are all aspects of traveling you cannot control. So how can you ease some of the anxiety or worry? The key is to shift your focus to the things you can control. 
One of the most anxiety-provoking situations for me is when I don't know how much or what kind of food I can expect. Eating regularly is an incredibly important part of managing my energy levels, which is why packing an abundance of food gives me that well-needed trust that I'll have enough nourishment. And this actually reminds me of a quote I mentioned in a previous podcast episode about anxiety, and that is that the opposite of anxiety isn't calm it's trust so now that we are on the topic of packing items that allow you to feel your best and trust that everything is going to be okay let's talk about your packing list i actually love making my packing list because in essence it's making a plan and i have yet to meet an autistic person who does not like to plan my best tip when it comes to writing out your packing list is to start way ahead of time. This is a huge difference between me and my family in that I always plan and prepare everything in advance and they will often leave everything until the last minute. It makes me go totally insane and crazy and that's honestly part of the reason why I don't live with them but I guess right now I'm kind of foreshadowing how these differences played out as a challenge during the actual trip so Keep on listening for some intense stories. Anyways, preparing your packing list in advance gives you the time and space to think about what you will need to bring without the stress that comes with time pressure. As I go about my day-to-day life after I've created my list about a week ahead of time, yes, a week ahead of time, I often become aware of specific items I need to add to the list. A super random example of such an item for this specific trip was my milk frother that I used to blend protein powder or collagen into my coffee. I hadn't initially put it on my list when I made the list a week in advance and only remembered I wanted to bring it and thus put it on the list when I pulled it out of my kitchen drawer the next morning after making the list. It's time to talk about collagen, baby! Collagen is a daily staple of mine that I add to my coffee, smoothies, mug cakes, and more. But why take this supplement in the first place? What are the benefits? What the heck even is collagen? Well, keep on listening, my friend. First of all, collagen is the most abundant source of protein in the body, almost like the glue that holds your entire body together. The body produces its own collagen, but this production slows as you age and is also reduced if you have a history of disordered eating or poor nutrition. This can result in joint pain, brittle hair and nails, as well as dry or wrinkly skin. Not to mention, it is very common for autistic individuals as well as those in eating disorder recovery to struggle with digestive issues. Luckily, supplementing with collagen can help alleviate all of these symptoms. Thanks to its unique amino acid profile, collagen can aid in healing the stomach lining and reducing gut issues as well as maintain the cartilage necessary for strong and healthy joints. Further food, collagen peptides powder is completely flavorless, odorless, and dissolves perfectly into both hot and cold liquids or mixtures, making it a super easy supplement to incorporate into your daily lifestyle. 
Better yet, Fulu Food also has a wide range of flavored collagen from OG flavors such as vanilla and chocolate, but they also sell hazelnut and matcha flavored collagen. The hazelnut collagen is seriously so good in coffee and the matcha collagen makes a pretty epic matcha latte. A question I often get asked when I do share about collagen on my Instagram is if there are vegan alternatives to collagen. And to that, I am so excited to share that Further Food does sell a newer product called Vegan Beauty, which is a vegan-friendly blend that boosts your body's natural collagen production. To try Further Food for yourself and get 15% off your order, simply head over to furtherfood.com and use my code LIVELABELFREE at checkout. So that's spelled F-U-R-T-H-E-R-F-O-O-D.com and use the code LIVELABELFREE for 15% off. Further Food has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so even if you don't love their products as much as I do, you'll get a full refund, no questions asked. And with that, let's get back into today's episode. Something else that works really well for me when it comes to creating my packing list is to divide it into sections. Now, I'm not going to dive too deep into my specific sections because how you organize your list is obviously going to differ based on your preferences, but one section that I believe is very helpful for any autistic person is a section with quote-unquote comfort items. Every autistic person has things that make them feel better, whether this be stuffed animals, fidget toys, noise-canceling headphones, or a weighted blanket. When creating your packing list, write down the items that you know help calm you down in times of overwhelm, and then be sure to pack them in your carry-on luggage so you can use them in the plane if necessary. Personally, I always bring earplugs, a set of extra comfortable clothing for if the plane is too hot or too cold because yes hypersensitivity to temperature over here and lots of activities to distract me from the uncomfortable restless feeling I get from sitting in an airplane for six hours. Hello comorbid ADHD. So, if you've made it this far, I'm sure you can tell I spent quite an extensive amount of time and energy planning and preparing for this trip. Despite being very excited to see my family and take a break from my busy routine back home, I knew this vacation was also going to be a challenge. Right now, I'm going to pull back the curtain and share some of the obstacles and hardships I did not foresee and how I was actually able to come out stronger because of them. The very first challenge that I encountered almost immediately was how uncomfortable I felt sharing a small space with four other people. For the past two years, I've been working my ass off in order to afford my own apartment. I have always been someone who needs to be alone in order to recharge and I simply cannot focus or work when I hear even the slightest amount of background noise. But as you can imagine, there's a lot more than 
just background noise when you're propped in a tiny New York apartment with an indecisive mother, a teenage younger sister, and another sister who's madly in love with her boyfriend. I constantly felt overstimulated by the chaos of ongoing conversation, causing a claustrophobic feeling as it was paired with having no place to retreat to. Something that did help me during these moments and I actually filmed some Instagram stories on the first day of my trip sharing this was going outside to take a short walk. Being outside in the fresh air, focusing on my breath and listening to a podcast like you are now or an audiobook takes me out of my sympathetic nervous system which controls your fight, flight, or freeze response and into your parasympathetic nervous system, also known as rest and digest mode. Knowing how to switch into your parasympathetic nervous system is especially important if you are in eating disorder recovery as it reduces the anxiety and digestive issues that often come with mealtimes. Have you listened to my free audio training yet? If not, you have got to get your booty over to my website right now and download the audio training, Three Steps to Recovery from an Eating Disorder as an Autistic Person. If there is one question I get asked the most when it comes to autism and eating disorders, it's whether or not I believe it's harder for an autistic person to recover from an eating disorder. The fact that this is such a common question is really no surprise as autistic traits are often the root cause of the disordered eating behaviors. I believe my own eating disorder was simply a manifestation of my autism. Obsessive interests, the need for predictability and routine, difficulty with change, being sensitive, as soon as you mix food and exercise into this autistic assemblage of traits, it's literally a recipe for an eating disorder. So then how does an autistic individual approach recovery from an eating disorder? Well, that is exactly what you will learn in my free audio training. While listening, you'll be guided through three simple steps to give you the clarity and confidence you need to use your autism to your advantage in recovery. It's like having a private coaching session with me on demand. To listen to the free training, all you have to do is head over to livelabelfree.com forward slash free dash audio training and you'll be on your way to learning the skills to fully recover from an eating disorder as an autistic person. Achieving a state of full recovery from an eating disorder will be a different journey than for someone who is not autistic but that doesn't mean it has to be harder. I did it which means you can too. Now let's get back to today's episode. Another obstacle that I encountered on this trip was the ongoing unpredictability and change. As I mentioned a little earlier, a certain extent of unpredictability is inevitable when traveling. If you're not in your own home with your own routine, there will be things that are going to be different. However, you can request and gather specific information beforehand to mentally prepare for what's to come. For me, that meant knowing the exact itinerary of the trip and taking time to look at the pictures of each Airbnb. 
because my mom is a single mom and I'm very much still building my business as an entrepreneur, we obviously didn't have a massive budget to spend on housing arrangements. The last two Airbnbs only had two bedrooms, meaning one person would have to sleep on the couch in both Philadelphia and Boston. Now, I know myself very well and know that I always need the option of a private space to retreat to when I feel overstimulated. I had clearly communicated with my mom beforehand that I would need my own bedroom in every city and this was honestly an ultimatum I had for agreeing to this trip in the first place. From an outsider's perspective, this can come across as demanding and egotistical, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. You do not need to apologize for your needs as a neurodivergent individual. Learning to set clear boundaries to protect my mental health has been one of the most important parts of my personal growth journey and you're really helping everyone by prioritizing your own needs. It's the whole idea of putting on your own oxygen mask before helping someone else that they give on the airplane all the time. You can only properly show up to the world if you prioritize yourself first. So, in knowing what I needed and explaining why I needed it, my mom and I had agreed that I would always be having my own bedroom. But here's where the plans drastically changed, which brings me to my third big challenge, and that is gaslighting. For those of you who may not be familiar with this term, Gaslighting means dismissing or invalidating someone's experience, causing them to question their feelings or thoughts. A very common way in which autistic people experience gaslighting is when they are told to quote-unquote just act normal, implying that being autistic is some kind of choice. Gaslighting is much more common when it comes to invisible disabilities or invisible illnesses. I mean, no one will tell someone who's paralyzed and clearly in a wheelchair to just get up and walk. And I know this sounds awful, but when I was struggling with an eating disorder, I often wished I had cancer instead, just so people would validate my illness instead of telling me to just eat. During my recent trip, I experienced a lot of gaslighting from my family members. I know they love me and would never intentionally want to hurt my feelings, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I often felt lonely and misunderstood during our precious time together. In the case of the room arrangements, my experience with gaslighting was especially frustrating because of the plans my mom and I had already made in advance. Like I said, for the last two destinations of our trip, we would be staying in Airbnbs that only had two bedrooms and a fold-out couch in the main room. My sister and her boyfriend would obviously be together and my mom and my youngest sister would be together and I would be sleeping alone in a bedroom like my mom and I had agreed upon. However, when we arrived in Philadelphia, the first Airbnb with this only two-bedroom arrangement, the whole bedroom debate started. I'm going to spare you the details of what was literally a three-hour-long discussion of me trying to defend and explain myself, but in short, everyone said that I should sleep on the couch because I was quote-unquote sleeping alone anyways. 
Every time I reminded the others that my mom and I had already agreed on me having a room due to needing space, I was met with phrases that implied I should just suck it up and deal with it. Not only did this feel incredibly invalidating, but it was additionally exhausting because they were changing the plans on me. The whole bedroom conversation limbo repeated itself again in the final Airbnb, which honestly just left me feeling completely drained and ready to leave by the end of the vacation. Not surprisingly, the constant switching of plans and last-minute decisions resulted in many meltdowns that I truly believe could have been avoided had I not been gaslit. It really saddens me to say all this, but I always want to be super open and transparent with you, which is why I'm choosing to share this. Again, I am by no means saying that my family was purposefully trying to discount my autistic experience, but the reality of living with this disability is that non-autistic family members often will not understand. So, if you are feeling alone, like you're some kind of alien in your own family, I want you to know that you are not alone. I still often feel like I don't belong, even though rationally I know my family loves me very much and I love them all the same. And that feeling of love is how I want to bring this episode full circle. I unfortunately don't have a simple solution for gaslighting because it is something fully out of your control and out of my control, but I believe knowing your truth and owning that truth with a full heart is the key to staying sane. No matter what people say about how you should act or who you should be, at the end of the day, Your truth about who you are is the only one that matters. There were several times when I didn't join my family in their activities and I either stayed back in the apartment or explored the city by myself. Just like my walks helped me calm down when I felt overstimulated, giving myself permission to be by myself and travel at literally my own pace Help me remember how grateful I am to have a family that I can hug and kiss and love and go on vacation with in the first place. Families are a messy thing, but in the end, family is the most important thing there is. And that's all I have for you today, my friend. If you enjoyed this episode and got anything out of it, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at livelabelfree so I know you loved it and know to keep on making more helpful content. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye now. 